A short 28 29 months it went from i love you so much i'm going to be with you for the rest of my life to hey i'm gay today's episode brett it's hard enough when a committed partnership ends but when it ends in a way that you just never expected it can make you question everything which is something today's guest brett is experiencing firsthand he married a woman who eventually left him for another woman And yes, while discovering who you are is something that should be celebrated, the circumstances came at a cost to Brett who felt like he genuinely lost himself in the toxic fallout of their relationship. So let's help him find a way back. All of those moments we tried All of those tears that I cried I won't hold on What's going on? My name is Sham Boudram. I'm a sex educator and a relationship expert. From Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine, this is Hung Up. This is my time. By now, you're probably hooked on Brett's story. So was I, as soon as I heard his voice message detailing his hang-up. Hey there, I've been navigating a devastating divorce. My now ex-wife abandoned me and our marriage to be with a woman, and I'm the one dealing with the fallout of her decision. I'm really angry, and I know I need to move past it, but I'm really struggling with how to do that. A lot was said in those few sentences, but also there was a whole lot not said. So I gave Brett a call to start filling in the blanks. Hey, Brett. What's up, Shan? Okay, let's start at the beginning. How did you and your ex meet? So, and then I met in May of 2015 um, on Tinder, actually. Our first date was like five or six hours long. I left that date at like midnight or 1 a.m. knowing that this was the one. I knew something was a bit different. In what way? We had so much in common. Um, At the end of the day, it came down to morals and values and we completely aligned from the start. And so it was a very easy process to get to know each other and we both come from a very conservative value system. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so she had a Mormon upbringing. I had a non-denominational Christian upbringing. Um, We wanted to raise our kids in a household where, you know, we go to church on Sundays, have kids young, that kind of a household. Mm, Yes, I get that. So when did you decide to get married? About two years, two and a half years later, we got engaged. Our relationship was perfect. We had zero issues. We traveled a ton. She was still continuing university. I was building my career. About eight months later, after we got engaged, we got married, and I thought I had my person. I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with her. And obviously, as you continue to grow as an adult, you know, maybe your morals and values changed. Mine definitely did not change, but hers did change. How so? During the first year of our marriage, she had let me know that she had an interest in women and wanted to possibly try and explore that. Wow. What was your response to that? There was an element of heartbreak, but then like kind of a natural curiosity and a little bit of fear, obviously. Tell me about that fear. 
The fear was that she was going to leave me, but I supported her. I said, go for it. Do your thing. Just be open and honest with me. And, and it was never okay, but I tried to make the most okay out of a bad situation. So it sounds like you just didn't want to lose her. Yep, period. So she ended up exploring her sexuality in your marriage. Yeah, he actually had a sexual interaction with a woman. I really stepped out of my comfort zone. And frankly, and most guys wouldn't say this, I hated it. And I couldn't even go through with it. I backed out before it actually happened because of really what I believe a marriage should look like. For me, and I can't judge anyone else, for me, it just doesn't work. Though in the beginning, Brett was open to his wife exploring her sexuality in their marriage, he eventually realized that it wasn't what he wanted. But at that point, it was too late. So fall 2020, things really started getting out of hand. Um, She was sleeping over at at other women's houses. She was holding secrets from me. And then where it really started to break was multiple nights sleeping alone, having to get an STD check. Um, I will never forget one of her females that she was seeing was at our apartment and it was late at night. I said, hey, I'm going to go to bed expecting my wife to come back into bed with me and go to sleep that night. And she wakes me up and she says, hey, I like, I, I, I'm not going to sleep here tonight. I'm leaving. And I remember so vividly saying, are you serious? And I was so broken and I started hysterically crying. And I said, please stop doing this. And she left. You know, when I would ask her to stop, she would say, you know, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want when I want. Um, you know, I felt so alone because I couldn't talk to anyone about my situation because I felt like I had to keep a secret. So he kept his wife's sexual exploration a secret because they both came from conservative backgrounds where this type of thing is prohibited. But there's also shame that comes with a partner straying from the relationship, coupled with the fact that she wasn't transparent or considerate through the process which leads to the consuming mix of emotions Brett was navigating and hiding. So, after all of this, how did things eventually come to an end? It all happened really fast. I remember driving in the car with her, and she said that she was falling in love um, with a woman, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, I didn't sign up for this. When I pledged my life to you, saying, you know, I do until death do us part, I really meant that, and... The idea of sharing my spouse with someone at that deep emotional level just absolutely broke me in half. We tried going to marriage therapy and she didn't even show up for the third session. And in that moment, I knew our marriage was over. And then not long after, she asked for a divorce. In a short 28, 29 months, it went from, I love you so much, I'm gonna be with you for the rest of my life to, hey, I'm gay. It's an experience that we all hear about and few people actually go through. So I'm really curious from your perspective, when you have a partner who comes out while the two of you are together, what does that feel like for you? What it feels like for me is a lack of confidence within myself to decipher the person in front of me. Now, I just want to step in here and say two things very clearly. One, I have complete compassion for Brett's ex as a gay woman who had to repress who she really was due to her conservative upbringing. But also two, 
As Brett's advocate in this situation, it's pretty evident that his ex did not navigate her sexual awakening in a way that was empathetic to his needs, which caused damage and might create trust issues for Brett in future relationships. But at this point, I want to help him move past the betrayal and anger he still has for her. And in order to do that, I have to dig deeper. So Brett, I want to invite you to brainstorm with me right now. Is there anyone else that I can talk to who can give me a different perspective on your relationship with your ex? Um, I would say Bianca. She saw me in the darkest of moments. She saw me bawl my eyes out. So Bianca is a close friend of Brett's who can empathize with his experience because she lived a similar one. Her boyfriend was sleeping with guys. So we immediately connected, obviously, because we were both coping with the converse similar issue. So our team reached out to Bianca, someone who witnessed Brett's relationship with his ex and understands his experience firsthand. He's still heartbroken. And I think after that, it's more of a, of a guilt and shame that his marriage is over. Almost like in his eyes that he's failed God in some way that he's been divorced. He has this fear in his back of his head that, that he's never going to be married again or that it, may, it might not be in the cards for him to be a father. That's what he's hung up on. I hope I can continue to try to convince him that divorce will not define him because he has a very bright future ahead of him. There is a lot to unpack with Brett's complicated story. But a big part of that process is getting to the core of his shame around his divorce and why that hang-up is holding him back. Let's give him a call after the break. So, I called Brett to discuss. So, Brett, the last time that we spoke, you laid out the specifics of how your marriage ended. But I want to talk to you about the concept of divorce itself. What do you think of divorce? As far as I'm concerned, divorce in general is not okay, and I don't believe it to be a solution. So, what you just said actually supports something that Bianca shared. So, she said that the shame and the guilt you have around your divorce, that's what's haunting you. Does that resonate? Yeah. If you've ever seen the movie Easy A, she walks around the schoolyard with an A on her chest. I feel like I have that, but it's a D. I feel like I'm branded with this red D on my chest. And now, you know, the counter argument is, oh, there's so many people divorced. That great. That doesn't make me feel better. A few months ago, I went on a date and the woman judged me for being divorced. She totally judged me and it was horrible. So, yeah, it's knowing that there's nothing I can do to ever take away the fact that I am a divorcee. I think divorce truly is one of the nastiest things in our society. And no matter what happens, I will die with that D on my chest. Now that's a heavy statement. But also, I understand and empathize with how Brett is feeling. What I've always found interesting about marriages is that it's one of the few life milestones that we celebrate the intent of versus the completion of. Think about it in another context. So if you know someone who went to climb Mount Everest, but they didn't make it to the very top, would you shame them? Or would you celebrate the courage and self-discipline that led them to even attempt such an incredibly difficult feat? If I had it my way, divorce would be a badge of honor to highlight someone's willingness to try. But I don't. And consequently, neither does Brett. So you said your parents are divorced. How did you handle that? Um, I think I'll always have a saltiness towards divorce. 
But in my parents' case, it was definitely justified, even though it took me a long while to actually see the blueprint of what was going on. Honestly, my beliefs around divorce were a strain on my relationship with my mom for a very long time. So with that being said, would you be open to including your mom in a conversation about divorce? Yeah, definitely. Let's talk to my mom. She's been a great support uh, to me throughout all of this. And she can also speak from the perspective of someone that has been through divorce. From that last call with Brett, I sense there's a lot to unpack around his initial reaction to his parents' divorce, which I want to dig into on this call with Jamie, his mama. But I'm also hoping Jamie helps her son acknowledge the hope on the other side of divorce. You want to say hi? Hi, baby. Hi. I have my baby here too, so we're all even. Jamie, I would love to hear from your perspective. You know, you watched your son go through something really, really difficult. What did you see throughout this whole experience? Um, I saw and witnessed complete devastation emotionally. He couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't function. Jamie. Tell me a bit more about what you saw your son go through. She took a hold of him and really tried to change everything about him. And he wanted to because he loved her enough and then said, no, I don't want you. I want something else. Too bad, so sad. And I believe that she knew what she wanted her life to be. But because of her upbringing and her religious beliefs, She didn't feel that allowed her to be her true self, and she should have not involved my son. Jamie, I would love to hear your reflections on divorce, because especially when you're a part of communities and religious communities, there can be a shame that comes around that. Well, I went through a divorce after 25 years, and for me, there wasn't any shame. It was a relief. For Brett, he really struggled with it, you know, his divorce because he thinks it's so shameful, which it's not. Relationships don't work out sometimes. It's not shameful. You don't need to hate people because they get divorced or be embarrassed. This divorce was not his fault. I think that I internally combined my own anger of my parents' divorce along with my ex's judgment to make for a really bad situation where I essentially shunned my mom from my life. And looking back on it, it was completely wrong. Yeah. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for ever judging you. Um, It was not right. Um, It's not fair. No one's perfect. But you doing the job of raising Brandon and I the way that you did doesn't deserve any judgment whatsoever. And the way that you lead your life and what you've built from absolute nothing is nothing short of a miracle. And you've done an outstanding job representing yourself and representing our family. And I'm proud to call you my mom. Thank you. (laughs) Love you, Brett. Love you too. I hope that Brett apologizing to his mom for judging her divorce is a substantial step in his accepting his own. However, these things, they just don't happen overnight. It's a process. So I decided to follow up with Brett a few weeks after that call with his mom to see where he was in that process. Hi, Brett. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty well. Uh, It's been a journey, to say the least. 
But before we get to the end of our journey, I've got to actually check in with you because I don't know how you felt after the call with your mom. Yeah, I think from the call with my mom, you know, there were a lot of differences that weren't spoken about prior to that. And so I think that conversation really helped heal our relationship in ways that I didn't expect. And because of that, I've experienced a ton of healing. So when we spoke last, there was a lot of conversation around the shame of being somebody who's divorced. Where are you at now with that? I've come to peace with the fact that I do have this D on my chest and I I unfortunately always will. But at the end of the day, it is not a reflection of who I am. I have really done a lot of the hard work um, to really heal the wounds that were inflicted on me. And also at the same time, having someone now in my life that has truly taught me you know, what healthy love feels like and what attention feels like and respect. Brett, you've been holding out on me? Who's this person? So her name is Paige. Okay, Paige. She is one of the greatest people that I've ever met. She has impacted my life so quickly. um, And for her to grapple with the situation and be empathetic and say that the past is the past and I love you for who you are today and tomorrow. Um, I'm so grateful that the Lord brought Paige into my life truthfully for the reason of showing me that I do deserve to have an incredible partner next to me and hopefully someone that I can you know, do life with forever. That is really beautiful and inspiring to hear. And I'm just really grateful that we got to be a part of that process. But more than anything else, we got to witness it because the real truth is you are deserving. And I love to hear you embrace that fact that like, I'm actually receiving the love that I have been deserving of, that I've been meant for this entire time. Absolutely. The Lord has a plan for me and this happened for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. And maybe that reason is that I was meant to be with Paige. This is the progress I was hoping for. Brett is officially embracing moving past his divorce and into a new chapter with his new girlfriend, Paige. Sometimes it's not our exes, but our own judgments that hold us back. Brett didn't think anyone would accept him for his divorce. But in accepting himself, he's been able to find love again. And more importantly, hope on the other side of love lost. If there's a message that I can bring out to anyone that's going through current heartbreak, it's keep doing the hard work, going to therapy, church, the beach, whatever makes you feel better and continue healing yourself because there are brighter days ahead. Next time on Hung Up. Girl meets boy. They fall in love. They travel the world, keep things interesting sexually, and talk about everything openly. But when all of that trust, built over three years, comes tumbling down in one night, you gotta wonder why. It was like he flipped a fucking switch and just became this other person. More than a year after the breakup, Nora is still shell-shocked and she still wants answers. And man, will she get them on the next episode of Hung Up. If you or someone you know is hung up after a breakup, we want to hear from you. Email us at hungup at frequencymachine.com. And if you like the show, spread the word. Reaching more people means helping more people. 
And don't forget to hit follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Hung Up is a production of Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine. It is produced by Caroline Slaughter and Rachel Borders for Frequency Machine and Danny Carissimi for Headspace Studios. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, and Baron Farmar for Headspace Studios and Dominique Ferrari, Stacey Book, Avi Glajanski, and Sarah Heppela for Frequency Machine. It is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sham Boudram, audio engineering and technical magic from Jared Brady, editing, sound design, and post-production wizardry by the amazing Julian Kwasniewski and Bay Area Sound. Development at Headspace Studios was led by Leah Sutherland. And special thanks to Adam Krasner. Until next time.